Jordan. Ian. Who is a seven on the sexy scale and oddly has the same number of testicles between them? Katie Hopkins. No, two guys. What's up? Hello everybody and welcome to episode two of Two Guys What's Up. My name is Ian and I am joined by my good friend and glorious leader, Jordan. My lord, hello. Hello, sire. <laughs> no, I'm I'm this I'm the little underling. You're oh, right, okay, yeah. yeah. Hello, pleb. Thank <laughs> How do you know my birth name? <laughs> How are you today anyway? I'm good. I've got a full stomach Ooh. of Pizza Hut Texas barbecue chicken and bacon pizza. God, you know how to make a guy jealous. Oh yeah. How are you? Uh I am <laughs> Still sick. <laughs> you sound pretty good. <laughs> I am still sick. Uh, oddly enough, uh, since the last time we spoke, uh, when I said I was sick, I was actually sicker than I thought I was. So I thought I just had a cold. Turns out uh, I've caught some virus from my son. Oh, is that actually what happened then? Well, that's what we're going on, but um, I've, I've had to go and give blood and everything to doctors so they can check it all out and stuff. But that night that I said I felt sick, I went to bed, had a proper good sleep, sweated it all out. My wife actually said it was like sleeping next to a hairy fish. I mean, she normally says that, though. She? Yeah, that is a general description <laughs> of me. Oh, what's your husband like? It's all scaly. Hairy fish. <laughs> Not a lot of people know. I am 90% hair because I have a giant beard and big hair. But apparently I was just sweating all night and she said she couldn't come near me. And when she got out of bed the next day, because I was like a radiator, she was freezing. Really? Yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, pond life. Pond life. <laughs> Hashtag aquatic life. <laughs> so after that, I thought I was fine, thought I was on the mend. And then I woke up the next day with a rash and bumps and spots all over my hands and my face and so i'm just a bit buggered really uh, i've been off work oh dear but uh hopefully i'm healing now hopefully the doctors will tell me what's going on yeah unfortunately you had to cancel one of your gigs didn't you because of it, it too. did yeah it was the, due yesterday yeah our band was supposed to be having a reunion gig so we haven't played together in about 10 years and we were supposed to be having a reunion yesterday and then literally two days before it had to get cancelled because my hands felt like sandpaper and i just couldn't play couldn't hold a stick. Yeah, that's not good. No, not at all. As a drummer, that's your kryptonite now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If anything happens to my hands... Well, now I'm a podcaster, so it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> all I need is one finger to hit, be able to hit record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, worst case, just you get your big toe out. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else, then. Oh, dear. <laughs> We've peaked too early. I'm looking at you, and I saw you go, just get something. <laughs> you look down... <laughs> Okay, anyway. Moving swiftly forward. Oh, by the way, just before we move on, I just want to point out that I have an average number of testicles. It's Jordan that has the extra five. I I did have that other one removed. (laughs) Six was too many. (laughs) (laughs) So today we have a special episode for you in which we are going to be going through some of our personal paranormal experiences. And uh, I believe Jordan has one for me that I have never heard before. So I'm very much looking forward to hearing that one. Ooh for the first time along with you guys at home and I'm hoping that you Jordan will also hear some spooky tales from me that you've maybe not heard before otherwise this might be quite boring for you I hope so too for you it'll be 45 minutes of recycled yammer but for hopefully you listening at home you will enjoy the ride so let's get into it yeah alright so Ian I understand that you've lived in quite a few places fair amount around the world actually actually yeah correct I understand that some are slightly scarier than others but one jumps out to me above all on the kind of spooky list given that it was in a graveyard Yes. But that is where you grew up, wasn't it, from a young age? Yeah, yeah, I grew up, uh, my parents moved there when I was 12 years old. Oh, okay. And uh, I lived there until, well, I don't really want to say what age I moved out. Sometime later. <laughs> so a little bit later in life, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but let's not actually start there, though. Let's start from the beginning, work our way up to 
that point. Good idea. So you were telling us last week how you were woken up when you were a lot younger by your brother after he heard you screaming and you were saying that you had a strange pain in your head, mm-hmm. uh, but you had absolutely no recollection of it at all. Correct. So at that time, were there any other strange occurrences that happened? Uh, I think the only other experience that I remember from that time, uh, this was when I lived in Italy, by the way. I lived in a place called Cagliari in Sardinia. Mm. We were driving home from this place that um, all the British people that lived there went to. It's called the Beaumont Club. We were driving home and my parents noticed out the sunroof that there was a light following us. I don't remember so well because I was very young. All I remember is them saying that it was, as we turned a corner, it turned as well. That's odd. Yeah, super strange. Like a red a red light. So as we turned, it turned with us. But yeah, that's all I remember from, from that time. I mean, that does sound slightly UFO-ish, doesn't it? And yeah, it sounds very UFO, yeah. <laughs> given your fear of aliens, that must have been pretty scary. It was pretty horrific, yeah. To be honest, I remember leaning forward to asking what was going on. They pointed it out, and I just remember sitting back thinking, well, that's it, they're here now. They've come for me, I'm done for. <laughs> Little did you know, it was true. Yeah, they came for me that <laughs> night. <laughs> but did, did anything else happen? No, nothing else that I can remember from that time. Oh, okay. I'm sure my brother and my parents might have some more stories, but I was, like I say, I was very young at the time, about six or seven, so... Well, you say you don't remember, that's probably because the aliens just wiped your memory. Precisely. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> Okay, so from then, what was your next stop? After there, not a lot really happened that I can remember. It wasn't until we actually moved to the graveyard that uh, a lot of stuff started happening. And I think that's because my interest in it peaked a bit more. Okay. So, I mean, that is where the fun really begins, because I know a couple of these stories. And you are in for a little bit of a treat, anyone that's listening. But I just kind of want you to go mad right now and just tell us some tales from the hauntings that you've had in your past. Okie dokie. Let me think. Uh, nothing really happened, actually. <laughs> okay, brilliant. End off. <laughs> End off. Thanks, guys. Episode two, done. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, there was, a, there was a fair amount of stuff that happened in that house. Uh, the one thing that I really remember is uh, we had we had a lot of sort of like noises that went on and things like that, and we didn't really pay too much attention to it. And then a friend of mine from school, his mum, had some friends who were paranormal investigators, and one of them claimed to be a psychic. Okay. And they came to the house and they took some videos. They went from room to room telling us what was going on and stuff like that. And uh, it was all very interesting. So the craziest thing that happened to me, when I first moved to that house, I was seeing this guy and he looked like maybe six foot tall guy in a hooded cloak. And I could never see his face. It was just like a solid black sort of thing. Mm. And Was that like literally solid? Like you saw an outline? Was it slightly fuzzy to the sides? Could you... It was only ever a glimpse I saw of him. It was only mm. ever like out the corner of my eye. And then when I oh, turned like to look... Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, all I remember is like a black shape. But it was like shaped like a person stood up with a hood up, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's very odd. So, the one time I remember seeing him the most is uh, I was sat doing my hair in our hallway downstairs. And behind me is where our stairs were that led to the second floor. And I just looked above me and I saw the entity sat on the stairs, peering at me. That's creepy. Yeah. So um, I instantly turned around and uh, saw nothing. And I was just like, I've seen him again. This is getting really weird. And <laughs> yes, yeah, so I saw him a few times. So did you see him through like the mirror then or something? Or? Yeah, I saw, him, I saw him in the mirror, the reflection in the mirror, and then right. whipped around and he was gone. That's weird. When these uh, paranormal hunters came in, uh, the the lady who was the psychic, or claimed to be the psychic, was walking around the house, getting a feel for it, sort of taking it all in. And the first thing she said was, she came up to me and she was like, excuse me, and I was only 12 or 13. Uh, she looked at me and she was like, are you seeing someone following you around the house? And I was like, uh, yeah. And she was like, wearing a black cloak. And I was like, 
uh, yeah. Oh, right, okay. And she was like, just uh, don't worry about it. It's just the old caretaker. He's just wandering around doing his job and he wonders who you are. So he's just trying to make sure that you're not doing anything you shouldn't be. And I was like, oh, okay. Did you say to tell her to get him to sod off? <laughs> <laughs> Mind his own damn business. <laughs> that was his business. <laughs> There is a funny story about that later, but I'll, I'll tell you that in a bit. But uh, no, I, n- I never saw the security guard after that. Really? So after you spoke to the paranormal lady, yeah, you never saw that figure again? No, never saw him again. Wow. So maybe she did in her own way tell him to sod off. Yeah, she, she must have had a little mental conversation. Just been like, look, pal, he lives here. You're a ghost. <laughs> End of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, right, fair enough. Oh, well, I thought my shift was over. <laughs> He's been working for thousands of years. <laughs> like, been... I thought this is some long overtime. <laughs> yeah. Better be getting paid for this or I'm going to be talking to Union. <laughs> some other things that happened with these paranormal people was they went into our upstairs bathroom and uh, she said she picked up two presences in that room and she said one was a person who had died in that room in the bathroom in the bathroom yeah it was it used to be a, a bedroom apparently ah okay they said that the people who used to live there took in their friend and converted that into the bedroom so he could live there and he had uh, respiratory problems and that's what he died of ultimately and oh, okay. she said that my mum's dad was in that house because he, he, he'd passed and he was in that house and he'd latched onto this gentleman in the bathroom because they died of similar things. Oh. They're very strange. And uh, we were like, oh, okay, yeah, right, fair enough. And then she said some things which kind of rung true with us. Mm. And the woman said he plays golf a lot up there. And apparently my parents bought them golf clubs for Christmas once and they never used them. So he said that, oh, I'm actually playing golf now. And he said, oh, at least they can cook over here. But the woman said that to my mum. She's saying, he's, he's saying, at least they can cook over here? You know, like questioning it. And my mum was like, that little bastard. <laughs> Apparently, my, my granddad used to always tease my mum that she couldn't cook. Right, okay. And funnily enough, the very next day, my mum was making homemade pizzas, and she said, you know, just to the ether, she was like, I'll show you who can fucking cook. And then at that moment, the oven went, blew up. <laughs> no way. Yeah, just stopped working, conked out, died. Oh, I never heard that before. That's quite sweet, oddly, isn't it? Oh, yeah. But also, that's really infuriating, too, for your mum trying to make pizzas. Yeah, destroying your house from beyond the grave. What a guy. <laughs> <laughs> That fatherly love. <laughs> I don't know. It, do you think she'd find that comforting? I think so, because I think in my mum's mind, it might have backed up the thought. Because if somebody said to you, oh, they play golf over there, anyone could go, oh, well, maybe they've taken up golf in the afterlife or whatever. You know, you could probably yeah. you could probably pin that on anyone. But for that to happen gave my mum a little bit more comfort. That's, it's oddly sweet, isn't it? But yeah. also very, very strange. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't know how I'd react, but... That is totally a my granddad thing to do. He was a grumpy old bastard. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> in a loving way. Yes, of course, yeah. He was the type of person that refused to go to hospital. He, he was having an asthma attack one time and the um, the ambulance came to take him to hospital. He was like, f*** off, I'm not going to hospital. I'm going to stay in my own house. Get out. <laughs> Kicked him out. <laughs> so was your granddad Scottish as well? No, he was from Yorkshire. Ah, okay, so proper Yorkshire lad. So he was born in Doncaster, I believe? <laughs> <laughs> was he channeling you then? Is that what he sounded <laughs> yeah, like? <laughs> that was his voice coming through me. <laughs> Uh, In that very same bathroom, actually, there was uh, something very strange that happened to me. So, you know, like, when you hear a noise, you hear it and you're like, what's that? And then it stops before you have time to really investigate. Mm. I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth and I started hearing this noise, like a door creaking, but none of the doors in my house creaked. And I started brushing my teeth and I heard this noise and I stopped 
and I looked around and it was still going and I had time to step back, look at my cupboard, look at the cupboard above me, open the door and look outside and it was still going Mm. and then it just stopped and I was like, what in the hell was that noise? And I have absolutely no explanation for it. Was anyone else around at the time that could have been or? My brother had moved out and my parents were in bed, I think, and it was just me up. Okay. But even so, it went on for far too long for it to have been a door. And at the end of it, there was no douche, like a door had opened into something or anything. Yeah, yeah. So it's very strange. Mm. I've visited there a few times. There are some kind of creepy vibes about it, but it doesn't feel ominous. I think that's half the reason is that is because my parents have made it that way. Possibly. I mean, I'll, I'll just try and set the scene a little bit here. If you imagine walking into this house that sat essentially in, in a graveyard. Yep. <laughs> Isn't it? it is. So this was the old kind of caretaker's house, I guess? It used to be the... Groundskeeper? Yeah, like the groundskeepers, and then it went to the council. Right. And then it became a private residence. Got you. So, yeah, you walk into the front door, you've got the hallway and stairs and a couple of rooms off to the side, and you effectively see... like skeletons and uh, I seem to remember maybe a creepy photo or portrait I might be wrong yeah it's one of those creepy portraits you can get jokey things isn't it yeah from one angle it's like a, a lovely Victorian person and then you walk past it and it's like a spooky ghoul face yeah and... it's like a hologramish kind of thing isn't it and yeah a bit odd um, but I've never felt uneasy in there shall we say like I've stayed over at your house before your parents yeah, yeah. house before mm-hmm. and although yeah it's a little creepy and we've certainly spent many early hours of the morning drinking and chatting and playing with cards talking about this kind of stuff yeah, yeah. absolutely as, <laughs> as you do and um i've never once felt like oh yeah I, I don't like the feel of this though yeah it's never felt ominous no i mean when we first moved to that house we didn't have any furniture or anything like that so we were just sort of sat on our living room floor watching this little box tv because everything else was in transit the only thing we had taken with us was beds uh, so we were sat eating our chinese takeaway because we didn't have a kitchen <laughs> was that because of your granddad again (laughs) (laughs) followed us just walked in ahead of us like move out the way smashing everything up (laughs) we were sat watching tv in our living room my parents said right we're knackered you know because they were doing everything because i was just a kid so they'd done the driving the packing the moving and everything so they were like we're going to bed so i was like i'm gonna stay up for a bit so i was watching tv and i fell asleep in the living room and for my age the paranormal scared me more than anything okay now it's obviously an interest but back then it was it was quite a scary thing for me and my parents came down the next day and found me. They were like, we can't believe you fell asleep on the floor. Like, we did not expect you to do that. Like, in a new house, in the dark, in a graveyard. And I was just like, well, you know, I was fine. That's weird. Never gave me any uneasy feelings or anything. Yeah. I'm not sure how much I could stay there on my own overnight. Oh, there's a scary story I forgot. Me and my wife, we stayed there for a week while my mum and dad went away. And we were staying to look after the dog. And <laughs> we were in bed. Uh, in the upstairs and we heard a huge bang in the house and our front door is bolted shut Mm. we have two doors the front one was bolted the second one was locked you can't access the back garden so it's just me and my wife in bed about 11 o'clock at night heard a huge bang in the house like ridiculously loud not just like off in the distance it was like as if it was coming up the stairs kind of thing like a massive bang and i remember seeing this video once about some guy that started on another guy and the, the second guy was like oh yeah come on then the first guy pulled his trousers down which then intimidated the second guy and he ran away so what I did was stark naked jumped out of bed ran downstairs because <laughs> I thought if I come face to face with someone they're going to be shocked you know the first thing they see is a- especially if it was your granddad <laughs> I just felt bad about the kitchen so I'm just thinking what the hell <laughs> 
I ran downstairs. I go, well, can you imagine running into a six foot three naked hairy man? You'd think Bigfoot's in there, were you? But uh, yeah, there was absolutely nothing in the house, and the dog was in our bedroom, so not, not as if he could have banged anything. So you never found the sauce. Never found the sauce at all. No, this pesky ghost took our mayo. <laughs> never found the sauce. <laughs> oh god. That funny story that I said earlier oh, yes. was we were in what became my bedroom, which was my brother's bedroom at the time, when the ghost people came round, so I was about 13, 14. I can't remember which one. We were sat in the bedroom, and like I said to you, back then, the paranormal world sort of, you know, scared me more than anything. Like, well, I wasn't terrified, you know, but, like, it was it was a bit more of a fear-inducing. And we, mm. I remember sat on the bed with this woman, and I was like, so there are a lot of ghosts around here? And she's like, yeah, there's a fair amount. She's like, but they're not bad. And I was like, would they do anything to scare us or anything like that? She's like, I can ask them to move on if you want. And I was like, oh, no, it's fine, you know, don't worry about it. But thinking back now like of course i want them to move on like if there's some kind of afterlife whether it be the one that religious texts talk about or anything else you know that is beyond this existence of course i want them to go there i don't want them to walk around my house for eternity (laughs) that's awful banging into things seeing you know (laughs) well the thing is at the time in my bedroom apparently there was a builder who died in there during world war one when the roof caved in during during a bombing or something oh really yeah so she said he died in my room right and come to think of it now me being 12 turning 13 14 can you imagine this poor ghost sat in the corner of my bedroom just thinking oh another day in this goddamn room right i guess i better build these bricks again that i'm gonna have to redo tomorrow and he's just trying to make conversation with me because he's bored and he turns around he's like oh what you've been doing oh my god he's at it again what do 14 year olds generally get up to in their own personal time <laughs> and this poor ghost <laughs> This poor ghost is in the corner like, for God's sake, can he not leave it alone for two minutes? <laughs> it's just like, oh man, just, just sat there dead, dead angry at me, just like... Like he, if any, if any of the ghosts is going to scare me, it's going to be him in it trying to scare me out of it. And, and, but, yeah, and he's like, "You should have just let me move on." Yeah. It's like it's actually the torture is for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is his hell. Yeah. That poor ghost woman sat there like, would you like me to ask him to move on? He's there like, yes, please. <laughs> Ian, say yes, Not say just yes. like, it's fine. No, it's fine, I'll have them, don't worry. She probably just hears this, no. <laughs> well, she could probably hear him, but she's just laughing at him. Oh, poor lad. So was there anything else that happened? Uh, there's a fair amount of stuff. I mean, my CD player used to turn itself on at three in the morning. See, I'm one of these people, like I said last time, we're open-minded sceptics. Yes. So I always try and think of the, the explanation that it could have been. So if I see something that happens, I'm not just like, that was a ghost, definite, there's your proof. <laughs> you know, I always try and think to myself, what could it have been? But I know fine well, I used to put my CD player on volume three, because that was the volume that I always used to have that CD player on. And I did it for years. So I put it on volume three, put the CD remote control down by my bed on the floor, yeah, and then go to sleep. And I'd always fall asleep before the album finished. And then sometimes at about three, four in the morning, I'd just wake up with it just blaring. Oh, right. So like volume's got, yeah. Yeah, max volume. And back then, it wasn't like touchscreen, or so there couldn't have been dust on it or anything like that. It could have literally only been, you press play on the CD player, you turn the volume up with a physical button, or you do the same on the remote. So that was weird. My drum kit always used to 
the cymbals, you just hear it was like something dropping on them, like a little pebble. Oh. used to hear, hear that in the middle of the night. My brother heard that a lot of times. And dropping marbles and marble sounds and stones and things as a sign of poltergeist activity. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently. Oh, okay. Do you think, um, I mean, this is a totally separate topic now. This could be a rabbit hole, but um, <laughs> is that the, the poltergeist that is creating that sound to make you aware that it's there or? Possibly. Does anyone really know? Oh, yeah. I spoke to you in the past about my thought on that, but I think that's probably something for another day. Yeah, yeah. Because that'll go on for a long time, and I'll have to try and word it. Uh, In my brother's room, apparently there used to be an accountant that worked in there. Okay. Like a typewriter thing. Yeah. So back in them day, obviously, if you make a mistake, it's rip the paper out, scrumple it up, chuck it in the bin. And my brother used to hear the noise of that, so the... And then the crumple of the paper. Oh, really? And the throw, yeah. Oh, that's quite quite like that. <laughs> Probably less so for him. <laughs> he's trying to get to sleep and he's I just... Do, yeah. <laughs> I think he listens to music as well, so he just crank it up. He probably his, his controller probably controlled my CD player. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll just completely disprove all of this now. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Ghosts don't exist. Uh, I mean, that is a lot to digest out of those stories. And to be honest, you're only just scratching the surface of things, really, because yeah. time has moved on, other things have happened. Yeah, I'm sure the more I think about it, the more things will come to my mind, but that's all I can remember that, uh, at the moment. Might do a part two if a lot more comes to my mind. Well, I do know for a fact, because you've told me a few things in the in the past, that where you live now, so the house that you've bought with your wife, yep. that you live in with, you, with your two sons, mm-hmm. have also had a few things happen there, haven't you? Yeah, there's been some strange things happen here, like completely unexpectedly, to be honest because I wouldn't have really... I mean, my house is actually older than my parents, but looking at my parents, it looks like it should be haunted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But looking at my house just looks like a mid-terrace house. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But yeah, there is some some strange things that's going on here. Uh, The weirdest of which is my wife. Uh, (laughs) Watch it generally. (laughs) Yep, just just her. She is something paranormal, let me tell you. (laughs) When she was pregnant... With our second son, we were laid in bed. She woke up the next morning and she said, Ian, I saw something on the ceiling last night. Oh, this is creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you what? And she's like, I saw something on the ceiling. And where we where we lay in our bed, it was towards the foot of the bed, but off to the right, she said. And she said it was something human-like, human-shaped, but stuck to the ceiling with its hands and feet, uh, like quite close into the ceiling, um, looking at her. And she said it looked like... She said the shape of its head was like that of a Dorito. So all I can imagine is like triangular. Yeah. And she said it had glowing eyes and it was just staring at her. See, that's awful. Well, the creepiest thing about it is, is that my wife, she chooses to ignore the paranormal because it, it does still terrify her. Mm. And she doesn't like it at all. If she had have seen something like that, she would have screamed. But she's adamant she saw it. She doesn't have any other these types of dreams. But she said she woke up, she felt like there was something watching her. She rolled over, looked at it, thought, yep, that's happening, just rolled over and went back to sleep. And I was like, why didn't you wake me? I've been searching for this kind of proof my entire life. (laughs) And I could have seen it on my own ceiling. She saw it twice more, once above me and once on her side of the bedroom. So was it effectively, like, stuck to the ceiling? Yeah, if you imagine, like, Spider-Man. Wow, that's weird, isn't it? Like some sort of goblin grotesque thing. The way she said the shape of the head 
that made me think alien. Right. Also, alien greys have this purported power to be able to subdue the victim so they can look at you and through sort of telekinesis, hypnosis kind of thing, make you docile and quiet. So you wouldn't react. Yeah, exactly. So that that would be another possible explanation as to why my wife didn't go, holy shit, (laughs) alien on the ceiling. Ian! (laughs) (laughs) So obviously this is only in her experience, isn't it? Currently that is only from your wife. Correct. So assuming that what she saw was real... Mm-hmm. What would you think it is? What you've had time to digest this and lean in some way? If if it was real, what do you think it would more likely be? Well, through my learnings, I mean, I don't actively sort of go out and read books to learn on the topics because I prefer podcasts and things like that and, yeah, and yeah. stuff. But through my what I have learned is um, like demons and and that sort of thing like to sort of look for unborn children apparently in eastern cultures is like when the when this baby in utero hits a, a certain age that is when the spirit then enters enters the child enters the child yeah that's when the soul right. comes into the child so these demons like to sort of hang around and wait until that happens so that they can get in because they sort of want to experience humanity and stuff like that. Oh, I see. So I don't know if it was just maybe hanging about. Maybe it knew my second born was going to be a bit more of a handful. So it was just like, I ain't going near that. Or maybe it did happen, and that's why he is a handful. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so it could be a demon, could be an alien. Probably more demon, because aliens look like aliens, don't they? Not demons. Yeah, yeah. Out of everything you told me, that's probably the creepiest, because I can sort of just imagine that, and that's not very nice. Yeah, well, I mean, even it made me sort of sit here with my eyes open for a few minutes or something before I went to sleep when she told me about it. <laughs> what like, was that, like, the next day or something? Well, yeah, she told me about it the next morning, and then, you know, for, like, the next couple of nights, I just imagined, like, rolling over and seeing that myself, because uh. it'd be like, I'd want to run toward it to be like, hey, buddy, nice to meet you, tell me all about it, but I'd also want to be like, ah... Uh, the latter would be me. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you come and stay in my house, and next time it happens, we'll we'll hit it with both angles. Yeah, Like I'll true. be like, hey, buddy, and you'd be like, ah. But what if it follows you and, and you deposit it here at my house? That's my plan. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see it again, another plan I don't like. Sorry. Uh, all my plans involve handing you over to paranormal entities. <laughs> <laughs> Palming off all the nonsense to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So I get to interrogate it and meet it and then just give it to you to do it. <laughs> For eternity. <laughs> Have you met this guy, Jordan? He's got so much following him. Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll fit right in. (laughs) Uh, Some other things that have happened around this house is um, there's been crashes and bangs and stuff. And another thing that's synonymous with uh, poltergeist activity is like hearing from another room, like say I'll be sat in my bedroom and I'll hear from the bathroom like crashes and like as if like, you know, everything's being thrown around, being torn off the wall, the whole place is being trashed and then I'll go in and nothing's out of place. And I've heard yeah. I've heard things like that in my house, like so strange. I know it's actually in this house as well because my youngest's room is like extended from the house. Mm-hmm. So if there's any noise from either side, like so neighbours it wouldn't come through his room. Yes. But when when these noises happen, they come through his monitor as well. Yeah, so you know that it's not likely going to be next door. Yeah, it's it's more likely because I can hear it in the house and it's coming through his monitor. So, like, I'll be sat in my living room and then from somewhere in the house, it sounds like it's a kitchen, but I can see my kitchen from my living room. So, like, I'll just hear... Imagine, like, a shelf of pots and pans and cutlery. Just falling. And, <laughs> yeah, just imagine that whole thing just falling, just, like, crashing and bouncing 
bouncing off things and rattling around and I'll go and investigate and there's nothing out of place. So I, I remember a time when you told me that that had happened to you quite recently and what sort of time of day was it when you experienced that? It's always night time. Okay. So uh, generally I get... So were you asleep or...? No, no, I was awake. Right. Yeah, I get home from work quite late. So generally I like to sit up for an hour or two to just sort of unwind and just be on my own kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's usually about half 11, 12, 1 in the morning that kind of time and one actually happened the other day that my wife actually witnessed because I tell her about these things and she goes yeah 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 whatever the other night we were both sat downstairs we heard a massive bang we heard a massive noise and it came through the monitor as well so we thought it was our youngest we thought he'd fallen out of his crib or something like that and both of you had heard this both of us heard it yeah we both kind of looked at each other and was like that was the baby's room and bolted upstairs so we went into his room there was nothing out of place so we were like that's weird so we checked the, the eldest room nothing checked our bedroom nothing out of place nothing out of place anywhere definitely came from upstairs so we were looking around and all of a sudden I heard my wife go, and I found it. So, you know, I really curiously went in to see what was happening. And in the bathroom, there was a bath toy stuck to the wall, which is a duck about a foot tall. And you put water in the head and it comes out the beak and spins a water wheel. Okay. That had unstuck itself from the wall, which isn't paranormal in its own right. Fair enough. But it was in the toilet. Which is not anywhere near. Well, I mean, it's about a metre away. It's not very likely, even if it bounced off. <laughs> I mean, even if it used the bath as a ramp, you know, it wouldn't have had enough speed to get up the other side, out and then over. So we were just like, Ooh. how the hell did that happen? Because that is literally just next door to... Our littlest uh, room, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was real, real strange. I know that something that has excited me is you have actually caught potentially an EVP, haven't you? I have caught an EVP, yeah. For anyone that doesn't know, an EVP is electronic voice phenomena, which is where you can supposedly hear the voices of spirits or whatever around you through electronic devices, even though you can't hear them with your naked ear. But uh, yeah, so I was coming upstairs, and my wife is going to hate me for this, but I was trying to catch her snoring, because every time in the morning I tell her, you were snoring last night, she's like, no, I wasn't, I don't snore. So I was going to catch her on video (laughs) snoring. So I came upstairs, dead quietly, from about four metres from our bedroom, started recording, walked to the bedroom, but then by the time I opened the door, she stopped. But then I listened back to it, and in the background, bear in mind, we only had one son at this time, and he was upstairs. There was only two other people in the house, which was me and my wife. Everything else was quiet. I was trying to be as quiet as possible, so I was not to wake her up or disturb her from her big old loud snoring but um just to rub it in (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you're listening to this (laughs) (laughs) she won't listen to this so um in the background i mean i can't really make out if it's supposed to be trying to say something i know in all these evps you always hear someone like and then what it says in subtitles is i'm a ghost i'm actually real or something like that so you you make it fit don't you (laughs) yeah yeah it's like a pareidolia kind of thing but i can't hear anything in this one but it just kind of sounds like someone in the background it sounds like a female voice i know that much going like me 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 it's really strange and then not until about maybe a year later when we were talking about doing the podcast i put it into imovie to extract the sound and i put it into my dirty garage band and uh, cranked the volume right up and when i walk into my bedroom in the video i can hear something growling in the background yeah it's a bit weird yeah and i mean to listen to it normally you probably wouldn't hear it Mm. so i think what i'll do is i'll insert the sound yes so you can hear it at home and you can tell me what you think yourself. It, that'll be interesting, won't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Shall, we, shall we let them hear it now? Absolutely, yeah, let's do it.
comes again. Very odd. Not sure what to make of that. Me neither, but every single time I listen to it, it literally makes me shiver because <laughs> I was the one in the video. <laughs> and heating is expensive now, isn't it? So, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> Not on as much as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm just permanently shivering. <laughs> you did also mention something about your motion sensors. Oh, yeah, the motion sensor. Right. So, where I captured that EVP. So, at the top of my stairs is where I caught it, and that is where the range of the motion sensor goes as far as. So, I was just sat in my living room, and my motion sensor went off about 10 o'clock. And it's done it a few times, so this time I thought I'm going to check it, see what's going on. My wife's in bed, she's happily asleep, and the motion sensor just goes off. It did it twice the other night, it did it once yesterday, and what I'm thinking is it's catching something that's nothing because every time i open the door i look in the hallway towards the door thinking oh what's there nothing but it must be up the top of the stairs where i caught that evp so i'm not gonna look because now i've figured it out i'm terrified <laughs> <laughs> and i really want to get you a camera that will capture these things so that you can actually review it but i know that your wife isn't really interested in the idea because no, she just yeah. doesn't want to know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ignorance is bliss absolutely i did say to her let's get a camera and see what it is and she said uh, over my dead body i was like fair enough we'll add you to the ghosts <laughs> and you can set the motion sensor off <laughs> <laughs> it's funny i can't say that i've really ever had many experiences myself at least nothing to to your degree i mean maybe occasionally the odd kind of thing happens but i i think i am slightly maybe slightly more skeptical for you than you for better or worse yeah and uh or maybe i'm just i just don't kind of listen out for these things as much but possibly i do find it fascinating though absolutely yeah incredibly it does make you think doesn't it i mean there are so many people in the world that apparently have vast amounts of experiences that are out of the norm yep, yep. as we know of mm-hmm. and it does make you think that surely some of those must be telling the truth the laws of averages that must be the case absolutely i mean it'd be dead easy to make a story up yes you know to to try and sell it you know get some book sales or whatever maybe get a film made about it but there must be at least even if just one person out there has had a true experience then that is surely insane and amazing Mm. and mind-blowing it just depends what that experience is. I mean, it could be from one extreme to the other, couldn't it? A pun hit me in the head to, I was abducted by aliens and taken to Venus. <laughs> it could be one or the other. <laughs> I mean, some poor bugger that it happened to them on the same night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pan hit me on the head and I woke up in Venus. <laughs> That's what's going to happen to you when I meet the aliens. <laughs> I still don't like the plan. It's still going to happen. Right, but I think that about wraps up all my paranormal experiences. But uh, that means that we now get to the best part of the show, because I, along with the audience at home, get to hear about Jordan's spooky viewings, and I cannot wait to hear it. Jordan, please set the scene. Tell us where it all began. (laughs) I mean, you might be severely disappointed, really, but I've never... Should we have opened with you? (laughs) Yeah. No, so I've never thought of an explanation for it. And like I've just told you a moment ago, I don't try and attach paranormal explanation to things, but I've never been able to work it out. And I've never really told anyone. I'm pretty certain I've never told you, actually. Tell Um, me, please. So this involves my, my late grandma. And for everyone listening, essentially she was my guardian. So when I was pre-teenage years, really, uh, my mum and dad split. 
I mean, thankfully now they're good friends and, you know, there's no hard feelings, but they didn't really talk to each other and it's a bit of an awkward time. And my mum was really busy working, so Mm -hmm. she was constantly at work. So basically, I was under the care of my grandma and granddad, effectively, and and they kind of brought me up in, in a way. So at this point, my granddad had passed. And my grandma was sort of the one that looked after me. And we had a really great relationship, like lovely rapport and uh, always having a joke and a laugh. Um, Mm -hmm. And this was when I was getting into doing card magic. Lovely. So she used to be the person I would experiment tricks with. Right, right. uh, Which was really nice. And, you know, I mean, she'd always say really nice things, but uh, I mean, that was kind of her duty. So whether it was just appalling and she was just like, oh, yeah, that's really nice. That's really good, dear. Um, (laughs) Well, you still suck now, so. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I just, I just, sorry, carry on. <laughs> That's true. So, um, so it became a thing because I'd done all these kind of card tricks to her over the years that she, whenever I said to her, can you name a card? A random card. She'd always say the same one, which happened to be her favourite. Right. And that card was the Seven of Diamonds. Of course. And the reason that I mention that is because it became a little bit of a thing where I could preempt it. <laughs> so I could preempt it, and then and then you know I could make my amazing things happen. And again, she might have just been really humouring me, bless her. Um, <laughs> but she eventually passed, and it was really sad. And many years later. I mean, I was mid-teenage years at this point, and we had a TV that was on this, I mean, a standard TV stand, really, with DVDs that were kind of vertically up along the side with a little sky box in between. And I remember going to get a DVD out, and I opened the case, and inside was a Seven of Diamonds. Oh, no way. And... I don't recall ever putting that in there. Yeah. And I can't think of a reason why it would be in there. And I kind of took it as a little bit of a, you know, I'm kind of watching over you, like, hello, kind of thing. Um, I I don't really have an explanation to that. It could be that maybe I had planted it in there to do it as a trick and then forgot about it. Possibly. Uh, That's certainly a possibility, but I genuinely don't remember, because I think I would remember sticking a card in a DVD case. Well, I mean, if nothing else, you'd have a deck which you knew a Seven of Diamonds would be missing from. That's true, actually, yeah. And that would drive me wild. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I don't really have a a rhyme or reason for for why that happened but yeah so that was kind of my paranormal experience really that's really sweet but it's yeah i I kind of took it as that and yeah i've never really told anyone but now everyone knows oh very nice that's that's a a lovely story my little paranormal debut (laughs) definitely two ends of the spectrum in it from one big hairy naked guy running after ghosts to a a, a delightful seven of diamonds sent from the afterworld that's Very nice. Imagine if it was from a really expensive deck, though. Yeah, well, and she took it out of one of yours. (laughs) (laughs) This will teach a little bastard. (laughs) Hopefully it might kick his ass into gear to get better. (laughs) Do some good tricks. Oh, that is very nice anyway. Uh, Yeah, so Jordan, I thought after our discussion last week about lucid dreaming, uh, I thought I would tell you something. I thought I'd save it for the podcast because... Oh, yeah. To do with the kind of clock thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to ruin the surprise and have you have to hear the story again. So I thought I'd I'd save it and uh, tell everyone at at home at the same time. But uh, yeah, it is to do, like you say, with asking of the time thing. Yeah. But I think I might have to give a little bit of backstory first, uh, just to explain how my lucid dreaming, in inverted commas, 
of works, if that makes sense. So when I go to bed and I'm trying to relax, because I'm terrible at falling asleep, if I don't focus on something or do something, I'll just think, because I listen to music, so I count time signatures and drum along and stuff like that. <laughs> so I have to sit myself down, and what I do is I lay on my back so I'm comfortable. I try my hardest not to move. I get myself comfortable and warm. I clear my mind so I'm not thinking of anything. What I used to like to imagine was like walking into a cinema and sitting down on my own, mm. looking at the screen, but it was black, and then just like kind of letting the, the, the sides crop out, oh, if that makes okay. sense. So I'm only only looking at the, the black screen. Mm. So that's what my mind is focused on, is just emptiness. So I'll, I'll watch this black screen, I'll shut my eyes, and I'll just let my mind follow whatever string or, you know, whatever whatever appears. Yes. I'll just, I won't think, oh, that looks like this, and I'll start thinking about that. I'll just let it evolve into whatever it is. Interesting. You'll let your mind paint. Exactly, yeah. I'll just let my mind go for it, and I'll just sort of go along for the ride and that way i stay still i relax and it, it's during that that i can feel my body then relax so yeah power down so i know i'm asleep i'm always i remember knowing i'm asleep and then i'll be in some dream world and something will be happening but i mean even if i fall asleep and then uh, wake up an, an hour later i'll never i'll remember that i was doing it but i'll never remember what the dream was right but I remember what this was specifically because we were talking about it last time. Okay. I'm excited for this. So what happened was I got to bed, I laid down, cleared my mind, and I started just seeing whatever was happening. And what popped up was a woman, sort of like a worker. I think it was a Best Buy. Okay. <laughs> you know, the American shop. I don't know why. Like customer service person. Yeah, like a greeter kind of thing. Mm. Uh, all of my dreams as well, I have to add, is for some reason it's always dark skies. Really leaden skies, really low, really cloudy and, and dark. And that's mm. that's because that's the kind of atmosphere that I enjoy, I guess. Okay. But, um, I mean, it's it's never scary, you know. It's just kind of like sort of creepy, ominous. <laughs> like, oh, this is this is interesting feel. Is it just those black clouds that follow you around everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, I was... It was outside in a forest uh, with a gravel floor. And this Best Buy was in the background. Like, quite close. But, you know, it was, it was t- to my left. And this greeter was to my right. And she walked up to me with her hands sort of clenched, you know, mm. like like uh, uh, in front of her. And she walked up to me and she was like, hi, how can I help you kind of thing. I can't actually remember any speech, but I, I got the impression that this is what was happening. And I kind of like walked up to her and I was like looking around, like think, like exploring my surroundings. And uh, she was like, how can I help you? Is there anything I can take you to? And I remember thinking, oh, the lucid dreaming thing. I'll ask her the time. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, I just wondered if you, if you could tell me the time, please. And, like, her face just, like, dropped. Like, she looked at me as if she was, like, angry. Yeah, right. Like, she's like, I'm trying to think, like, like her face, her head kind of, like, extended. <laughs> like, like the, her chin went down and her eyes, right. everything, like, her facial features moved with it. Just drooped. Yeah, not, like, in a melty way, but, like, in a demonic sort of way, Ugh. if that makes sense. So she was just, and she was, like, slowly walking towards me, kind of fidgeting with her fingers, being like, why did you ask me that? Oh, that's awful. <laughs> why did you say that? And I was like, oh, no, don't, don't worry about it. It's fine. She was like, no, I need to know. Why did you ask me about that? And, you know, like, getting close. <laughs> Closer to me, like being really sort of like... So is it, like I said, that kind of nightmarish feeling of like sinister... It was kind of strange. But I mean, I, I wasn't scared. I was just like, this is interesting because I, I still knew I was sort of dreaming. But she kind of was walking up to me asking me that. And then somebody from the shop came and took me like by the hand or like by the arm and dragged me in. So they dragged me into the sh- into the shop. But when I got into the shop, it was like, like a shopping centre. 
Okay, like a shopping mall, yeah. Yeah, and it had like office buildings and stuff like that with big glass fronts and stuff like that. So there was people there and everyone was like, as I walked in, it's like this person was trying to lead me through, but they, they were dragging me. And then everyone who was in the shop was stopping and like looking at me. Right. So I was like looking around like, okay, right, what's going on? Almost like you were being made an example of. No, no, no. Like, I, th- I think it was like this person was trying to be like, come with me if you want to live kind of thing. Oh, okay. Like, get me out of there. And everyone was <laughs> like... the Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everyone else was like looking... As I was walking in, everyone else was looking at me like, that's the guy. You know, like, do you know what I mean? They were like, they dragged me through and then palmed me off to someone else. It's like they didn't want to be seen with the same person for too long because they'd know who they were looking for kind of thing. Okay. But it's like, they'd take me and then push me into the arms of someone else. And they'd be like, right, come on then. And they'd take me out. And then it was then at that point, I'll, I'll lose memory. Wow. So, yeah. Do you think there's something in that then? I don't, right, that's the thing. I don't know if it's literally because we were talking about it mm. and that's what my brain expected to happen or if it's because that what would have happened anyway. Yeah. So I'm not sure for the reasoning for it, but that is my experience. That's really interesting. I quite like that that's happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. But I, I want to go to bed with the expectation that something good will happen if I do it again. And see what happens, yeah. Yeah, so I can test the theory. So if I go to bed thinking, if I ask the time, someone's going to give me a ginormous ice cream sundae. You know, and I'll go to bed and do the same and see if that happens and yeah. then I'll be able to let you know. Or a hundred sweet wrappers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pleased you told me about that. Yeah, yeah. If that happens again, do do inform us as the general populace. That would be good. I shall do. I most definitely shall. Mm. That about brings us to the end of today's episode. And we also have some news. We now have socials. <laughs> Yay! You can look us up now on Twitter at two guys what's up. That's two spelt T W O guys what's up or just email us at two guys what's up at gmail.com but the link will be in the description of this so if you'd like to drop us an email with any of your own personal paranormal experiences that you've had or you just want to say hi then please feel free to email us or find us on twitter i must say email is the best way to get in touch with us though because i don't use twitter i don't know how to i'm very old <laughs> but my emails are always linked to my phone so if you want to get in touch with us then just shoot us one over to be honest though i use twitter quite a lot so if you want to use twitter use it i'll see it at least if you want to talk to me, use the emails. If you want to talk to Jordan, use the Twitter. Or if you don't want to talk to either us, use neither. Yeah. <laughs> we are also on Instagram, so if you, you might get lucky and see our disgusting mugs at some point on there. Or our super uh, high-tech setup. <laughs> oh, yeah. This home studio setup that is to die for. <laughs> My iPad is currently sat on a bath board, so it's supposed to sit across your bath so you can have your iPad on it and <laughs> the soap and a drink and stuff like that. I'm going to get Ian to take a picture of this setup to put on Instagram, so if you are on Instagram, check that out. Please don't. <laughs> Man, there's so many wires everywhere. But yes, anyway, you would like to get in touch with us, please feel free to. We always have our socials open on our phone and we'll always try and reply to you all. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thanks for joining us. And don't forget to give us a message. We'd love to hear from you all and we will catch you all next week. See you later. Goodbye. <laughs>